I'm Kier from In Defense of, a fandom inclusion and community podcast that's part of the Gun and Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on this network are individually owned, and the opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other really interesting geeky shows at gunageeknetwork.com. Welcome to an all-new Better Podcasting live chat. I am Stephen John Drew, and I am here with SP. How's it going, SP? I'm doing just fine. Don't choke yourself with that cord, man. What are you How talking long is about? That? Like 50 feet? Is that cord 50 feet long? <sighs> Something like that. For the audio listener, uh, I have just wrapped my headphones cord all around me. Uh, I I use the Shure SE215 in-ear monitors, and they have a stupidly short cord. They really do. It's absolutely ridiculous how short they are. They, I think they used to sell a longer one, but then they're like, yeah, people just use extensions, though. I don't think they do anymore. Um, so I have to use an extension, and my old extension died. And so I purchased a new extension. But I, I accidentally selected the wrong one on Amazon. You know how there's different options below sometimes for different lengths, and I selected the wrong one. So so now you selected I selected the one that's 150 feet long, something like that. So now I've got a cord that I can wrap around myself. I see. You can you could use it as repelling cord when you're trying to escape <laughs> a studio after recording. Totally. Oh uh, yeah, we're here to talk some live chat. No, we're not talking live chat. We're live chatting about podcasting. If you haven't checked this out before. This is the spinoff show to better podcasting. And if you've been thinking about doing a spinoff podcast for your podcast, you should check out the latest episode of Better Podcasting over at betterpodcasting.com. It's episode number 232, where we talked about spinoff podcasts. That was a ton of fun, SP. It was fun. And then we got a lot of immediate feedback in the day mm -hmm. that you posted the episode on Sunday night or Monday morning, whatever. There was a lot of feedback on our Discord server about it. A lot of talk about spinoff shows. It's true. Um, hey, can I just take a little serious note here to acknowledge for a moment that um, we usually have a bump in chat room. Lots of people usually in the chat room checking us out live. And today we're recording this. There is a uh, very large weather events coming in right now. And I know at least one of our listeners said that they won't be checking us out because they have to board things up. And so if that is your area, I hope that uh, things have have stayed safe for you and that you uh, have. I'm hoping you've listened to this after the fact and you got through it uh, relatively unscathed. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There is the pandemic, of course, going on. So like even uh, adult care facilities are having to evacuate. They have to evacuate with two weeks worth of supplies wherever they go. And in the old times, they'd be able to take like one bus or two buses. They're not having to double that, taking two or four buses or something like that, just to social distance mm. within the bus. There are temperatures being taken as people are going into uh, the shelters. And it's just really tough. And people are trying not to duplicate the mistakes of Katrina in 2005. Right. And then you add the pandemic on top of things. So if you are affected by this, then we hope that you are safe, as Stephen said before. And even I will eventually be affected by this weather system that's coming in. Laura, Hurricane Laura. So let's continue on with the show. Uh, let's kick it off here with something that came up this past week in our Discord server that I think is a really good way to start off our conversation about podcasting this week. And it's about Podchaser. We've talked a little bit about Podchaser before, but I don't think we've had a lot of opportunity to really kind of 
go back and forth, you and I, about our use of Podchaser and our general thoughts. Podchaser is basically a website that's listing a bunch of podcasts and trying to be like a directory for podcasts, but also podcasters. So like if you headed over there, you could check out on Podchaser. There is a Stephen John Drew profile. There's a Stargate Pioneer profile. And you can see a rough idea of a lot of the podcasts that we've done because of the fact that um, not all podcasts are on there. And there seems to be a limit on how many episodes they show. Um, we I'll talk about that more in a minute because it's not 100%, but you can get an idea and you can see some of our appearances and things like that. And then there's show pages as well. This past week, uh, we actually had something interesting come up in the Discord server because Randy Walker had said, anybody else find Podchaser hard to use? And Damien, the DM, did tag uh, Dave from Podchaser, who is in our Discord server, and and he responded um, and uh, took the feedback that was being provided by Randy and said he was going to pass that along. And then it came out, quote, everything goes through a moderation process. We have fancy tech that helps, but ultimately it ends up with a human reviewing it, end quote. So like when you go and you're like, okay, I'm going to start up my podcast profile. I'm going to go there and I'm going to tag myself on a bunch of different podcasts as being a guest on those because I guessed it on those. Don't don't tag yourself in not real podcasts. Like if you actually go and tag your guest appearances elsewhere, apparently it gets reviewed by a human. And I feel bad about that because most of the time that I actually play catch up, tagging myself as guests on podcasts is playing catch up. It's been months or years since I was last on. And so I feel bad now that I've had to go in and and create a bunch of work for somebody because I tagged myself in a bunch of different things. I don't think that's bad. I mean, I think it just shows that they're being used, right? And that they are uh, just being very... Um, they're trying to be not strict, but they're they're trying to do the right thing and trying to make sure everything is good with heck, even Wikipedia gets moderated. So I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think the term that you were looking for before with Podchaser was it is the IMDB of podcasting. I was not looking for that because I try not to use that anymore. I thought oh, really, it. I don't I don't I don't think uh, IMDB is bad. I just um. It's overused, the term IMDb of podcasting. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I don't want to contribute, but yes, no, that, that would summarize my thoughts. Okay. If you do want to talk to Dave about Podchase or anything, uh, go into our Discord server and you can go ahead and tag him um, with your message. Head to the Better Podcasting uh, channel over at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And you can tag uh, Dave... I, I think it's Kine, K-E-I-N-E, or Kane. Uh, anyways, start typing at Dave, and you'll see it show up and tag him and ask him your question. I'm sure he'll respond. He's been great uh, to anybody who has reached out to him. Yes, that is completely true. Uh, Steven, uh, good on you for on the fly fixing the live page, by the way. So anybody that's watching us, the live page is fixed. So go to the live page, and you can get into our chat. It wasn't broken. I didn't fix anything. It's not. Apparently it was broken for one of our listeners. Oh, you know what? It still is. For the live, uh, the people who aren't checking this out live, uh, for some reason, the page that we usually post that schedules automatically did not go up. 
So maybe that's why the chat's not bumping tonight. That's my fault. That's my fault indeed. But hey, okay. before we, while I'm fixing that, because I'll, I'll go ahead and I, I've actually identified the issue that, that I've made in, so it's fixed now. But let me give myself a moment to double check that and turn it over to SP to talk a little bit. I'm going to put him on the spot here. I want you to talk about your rationale with the way that you handled laying out the future path of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast and how you chose, like what episode you chose to, to lay that out on okay. uh, as opposed to when you wrapped up your featured content. Two weeks ago, we I think we talked about the fact that Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. was ending its primary focus or the focus that it's had for the last seven years, which was the television show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The podcast was not started by me. It was started by John B., a.k.a. Nightwing. And he was had that as a spinoff of Legends podcast. It turned out it was too much for him and his Legends podcasting crew. And to be honest, they were not as enthused with the television show. And this was before Winter Soldier came out and the entire premise of everything in the Marvel Universe changed, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I took it over like two, three weeks before the big change. And I've had it ever since. So the show's been going on for like seven years. And the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was ending. And we had a big, almost two-hour finale podcast. It was a two-hour finale. Oftentimes I hear, and Steven, this is laughable, but oftentimes I hear that you don't want your podcast to be longer than the actual show it's covering. I've heard that over and over again. And it's kind of a, a good it's point measuring stick is the word I was looking for to go for, but it doesn't necessarily have to be true because there is a lot to talk about, about what goes into a TV show and the plot and everything like that. You had a two hour episode for a two hour finale and keep in mind your thoughts encompassed all of the series as a whole. So it's fair. You were within that. I think so. Yeah. So the problem was we didn't want to end the two hour podcast by then saying, OK, this is what we're going to do on Legends of Shield. We had alluded to it before, but we decided to take a week off from that talk and just focus on the series and the episodes because it was one of the top finales of all time. I, I can't say it's the top. I, I just can't with all the finales that I've seen, but it was one of the top that I've seen personally. And a lot of other people had said about the same thing. And if you're younger, you haven't had the breadth of experience. So you think it's the best ever. Okay. They're, they're a bit better out there, in my opinion. But so we let it lay for a week. And then in the next week, we went right into the next thing that we were going to cover. But before we covered that, which was Luke Cage season two, by the way, because we've been covering all of the Netflix Defender show, which is part of the Marvel comic universe. And before we started, we had about a 10 minute conversation about where the podcast was going to go and to request feedback. Now, I wanted to do this at the beginning of an episode because I didn't want people tuning out by the end, because let's face it, not everybody finishes every episode. And I also wanted to do it on the next show because I wanted to catch people that wanted to stay with the show, because undoubtedly there are people that just weren't going to stay with Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. because the only reason they listened to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. was because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'd like to be delusional and say they'd like to, us to hear us talk about everything, but I know better than that. So I, I listen just for your co-hosts, not you. 
your co-host. Yeah, I listen to them all the time, every week, actually, <laughs> multiple times because I produced the show. Anyway, so we sat down and before we went on air, Michelle and I went over the notes, just made sure that everything was kosher between the two of us and that we both remember talking to Haley and Lauren about it because they weren't on the show for various reasons. So we went ahead and we detailed out the future of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that episode just dropped yesterday. So we've gotten a little bit of feedback from that so far, and things have been going well. As a matter of fact, the producer of Luke Cage started to talk to us, which is pretty cool. And it had nothing to do with the future of the show, but that's what's been going on in the last couple of days. So it's been pretty cool. Hodere, uh, Cheo Hodere Coker is his name, by the way. And he's uh, uh, he was a hip-hop journalist, and then he went into Luke Cage. So... Uh, Steven, you are enamored with the music of Luke Cage, so that's why. Yeah, I, 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 I love the music. Um, one of the reasons I want to put you on the spot to talk a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people probably w might have considered laying it out at the end of that episode where you stop talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, basically, you've got a podcast, there's a certain topic that you're covering, and now that topic's over. And so I think a lot of people might have felt like, okay, well, I better get it in here so people know that the episode, that the show's not over and we have a direction. But I like your approach to it because of the fact that it was kicking it up right at the beginning. It was when people, you had people's attention right up front. And I think it's, it's a good way to start off the next journey in your podcast rather than ending the journey. So I think you ended the, the journey, the first, the, I'll call it phase one, uh, with the source materials end, and uh, then you started a new one with the next direction. So I thought it was good, and uh, I would suggest you take a similar approach when we do fire me on this show and the other show. For good, yeah, that'll yeah. be great. Yeah. Uh, in all fairness, we did say we weren't going anywhere at the end of Legends of Shield, but we didn't detail everything that we were going to cover. That, like I said, was a ten-minute conversation. I don't think that would have been appropriate at the end mm -hmm. of a finale like that. I mean, people. We'll probably go back and they'll listen to the first episode and they'll listen to the last episode probably more than anything else. So I just wanted them to, to stand apart like that. Well, thank you for talking about that. Uh, I know I put you on the spot and I appreciate that you ran with that. Yeah, no problem. So let's see. We had Podchaser. We talked about Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, why don't... You know, something that's been bothering me here at home, especially okay. since I had to redo the speakers, is the dust in the studio. You know, mm. electric components are just magnets for dust and dust can kill electronics, right? Yeah. You know, this is this has actually been something that I've been fighting with for a bit in this, especially since I've been working at home. Never used to be as big of an issue um, as it has been since I've actually been working at home because I used to come into this this den. I would record a podcast. And then I'd leave, the door would be shut. And then I'd come back because I remember I got a little kid, you can't leave the door open or they're going to come and push buttons, right? So then I would come and I'd edit and it would, I'd be in here minimally. But then I have been working at home for a very long time. And so there's been a lot of dust problems. And I've been noticing that, especially since, since I upgraded my machine and I've been like, you know, I cleaned everything all off and I, I got, you know, cleaned out the case. And then it was new components other than that. And then just everything else was clean. And then I'm like, oh, that's a lot of dust coming in here. And I've been I've been fighting with that um, for a while. And so I decided 
that I was just going to go and buy a stand-up, like a, a taller uh, air filter and purifier and put it in here. And I've already noticed the difference because I it, it's quite loud. So obviously I can't run it when I'm podcasting, but I've been in the habit of of running it at like a reasonable level in the day. And then as I close the door at night, um, when I go to bed, I turn it on full and I've been noticing quite a difference. And it kind of made me think like this is probably something, probably an essential I, I should have had all of these years, you know, as I've been really expanding my audio gear and things like that, because you talked about it, you know, getting dust into your audio mixer and your other gear. It probably is something more people should invest in when they do have several pieces of gear uh, for podcasting as well. If you have like an, a nice computer that has good intake and stuff, you know, it can have a filter on it, but it's still going to get a lot of dust on it. So I think it's something that we we might undervalue or underappreciate as a almost necessity of podcasting. Yeah, it depends on how much gear you have. Like if you're just podcasting with a, a laptop and yeah. a Samsung Q2U probably don't need an no. air filtration. There's other things that you need before that. But if you have a pretty robust studio or what was pretty great is people have been because of a tweet I made on better podcasting, people have been sending us their the locations of where they're recording and like gaming podcasts or or these big huge tables and that sort of thing. It's just a lot of dust that accumulates there. So it would be good for that. I've got because the allergies in the family, I've got a couple of the the big taller units that you get from Lowe's. And honestly, I think I need to uh, upgrade them because they've been in service for a while. But I would like one in the office here. Yeah, it's it's kind of, I think the one I have is taller than that, but it's older. So that one probably functions a lot better. Yeah, so. um, it's it's a good size for this room. And I think if you're going to pay attention to them, you definitely want to look for what the uh, size rating is because if you get one that's too small, it's not going to help. Not going to help at all. But nope. I wanted to mention that because, yeah, like I said, I noticed quite the difference, and and I keep thinking about all of the things that have got into all of my crevices. I mean, my equipment crevices. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, talking about our last episode, we had some feedback on it, and it was joking feedback, but we had a lot of good feedback to it as well. And and Newsreel, he said, uh, I like how SP is using his daughter as cover for his bachelor knowledge. And I mm -hmm. know that you were trying to tease me during the show and I ran over you so you <laughs> couldn't do it. And yes, no, I do not watch that show. I have not watched it for about 10 years. Uh, behind the scenes, I have uh, actually first well, secondhand knowledge talking to people that are involved with the show or right around the show. And no, I, I don't ever want to watch that show again. You're laying it on way too thick, way too thick. You, you know, this is one of those cases where you're clearly lying because of how much you're explaining why you're not lying. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, for the record, I'll, I'll back him up here. Usually we're recording during bachelor time, I think. Yeah, no, I, I don't watch <laughs> it. I mean, I might uh, read about it just so I can talk about it with my daughters but i don't watch the show yeah and that was newsreel by the way that called you out on that that was fantastic yep. mm -hmm. uh, one of the other things that we had actually come up in our discord that i think is worth a, a double tap or quadruple tap or 
infinite tap because we mention this all the time is we did have uh, ingenious ones say trying to post on Apple Podcasts and I keep getting uh, this error message. What exactly am I doing wrong? I'm pretty sure the artwork is 3000 by 3000. And yes, unfortunately, Apple Podcasts have very, very specific has specific needs for your artwork that aren't always specifically laid out. And that's the problem with it. So our general understanding is, yes, 3,000 by 3,000. And um, oh, what was it? Under how many megs? It's 500K. 500K, yes. Under 500K is what to shoot for. Um, there, you'll see people express different success with different sizes, but that's generally where, where we've seen people be successful. Uh, there's a couple of tools that we've both each tried if you're trying to compress your file. And by the way, I know that you're like, but I don't want it to look all semi-pixely and things like that, but you're uploading a 3000 by 3000 file. Think about where it's being viewed. It's being viewed on a phone. It's being viewed on a section of a website, like a small section. Nobody is viewing your 3000 by 3000 full size. So it's not a huge deal if there is extra artifacts in there because by the time it's shrunk down, it's hardly noticeable to the to the end user. So I actually don't think I don't think they should have a limit. I actually think that Apple should be processing the files to the specification. I think that it's lazy on their part that they're not. I think they should accept big files and they should do what they want with them. But that's beside the point. Well, the artwork is part of the RSS feed, right? Yes, but so it's hitting... Apple that's rejecting it. And right. I think that podcatchers should like I think that that these directories and things like that should be the ones that are handling that. And I I, I don't think that you should have like a, a 20 meg file, but I think that I think in today's day, like a five five meg file is fine because they're all cached to your phone. They're cached. Well, once they're downloaded, yeah, but it's still it's throughput of the RSS feed as it goes through. And and Apple Podcast is one of those destinations that you talked about. But it's not downloaded every time your RSS feeds hit. Your artwork is not downloaded every time your RSS feed. The code for your RSS feed is hit. And whether something is actually pulling the data, like the links from there, like your your file is up to that individual podcatcher. And we know that often they're not because how many times have we heard stories about people using an app somewhere that is downloading a podcast and they're like, hey, I, as, as a podcaster comes out, they go, well, I got new artwork. And their audience goes, don't see it on mine. And they have to go in and manually do it. We had Cody Goff from Curiosity Daily when he he had modified his artwork. He had, he had mentioned to us, hey, can you see the new artwork? What do you think of it? And I know that Chris and I, um, Chris Farrell, who's our co-host on The Geek Show, him and I both didn't see it. We had to manually go in and uh, pull a trigger. So that's why I think that I think that Apple's limit is a little ridiculous and that they should, if they want it under 500, they should do the processing on their end. So in all fairness, the way this shook out, I don't know if if a larger file size would have gone through because Ingenious did change it, but then he didn't wait at all. He just thought, uh, submit it right away before things had a chance to update. A couple of years ago, I did hear that they did up the minimum file size to two megabytes versus the 500 kilobytes. So it could have worked at two. His file was at 
five, I believe. And that was probably too much. Like you said, in this day and age, maybe, but Apple is still saying, no, it needs to be smaller. And I think a lot of podcatchers out there would be okay with it being smaller too. But that does bring up a design issue with the artwork. If it is going to be compressed and small like that, do you really want small, intricate things in your logo that you can't really see? No, that's why logos have to be bold. They have to be big and they can't have a lot of stuff in them. As as good of a graphic artist as you may be, your logo needs to be simplified. So we had a couple experiences uh, with some compression tools. Uh, You had mentioned resizedimage.net and I had said tinypng.com. Both of us have had independent uh, experience with that. And so that's why we love doing this show together, SP and I, because we think a lot the same, but we have different experiences. And this is something that I didn't know that you actually used that. So learn something new about you. I Well, it's been a while, but yes, I have used it. And I've, I've used it for more than just logos. I've used it for artwork that goes with social media po- or uh, posts on the website and stuff like that. So I, I have used it before. If I was more adept at a graphic designer program like Photoshop or anything else, I would have used that, but I'm not. So I just use a resizer. I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, I've had better success with a more visually appealing compressed image out of Tiny PNG than some of the options in Photoshop and uh, even Affinity Designer, both of those. So um, it's interesting how compression works because different algorithms or whatever different, I don't know what you call it. Maybe it's algorithms do different things. Bangs is, uh, um, he is in the chat, Bangs Nutty Bits, and he is confirming the fact that Apple podcast is asking for something that's less than 500 KB even today. And I know that they had said, I guess maybe they alluded to it at an Apple conference at some point. It's so dumb. It's so dumb that they increase the size, but don't like the, the dimensions, but don't increase their maximum file size. That's so dumb. Yeah, we're at a point where you I don't think you can go any bigger than 3000 by 3000 and and actually get something that's under 500 kilobits. Is kilobits kilobytes? Kilobytes. Kilobytes. Right? kilobytes yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's our our little talk on that and my little semi rant because it bugs me. Bugs me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a very angry individual, SP. I'm I'm grumpy. Get off well, my I mean, porch. We're, we're, we're podcasters about the podcasting space. Of course, there's stuff that makes us angry. Just because we've been around it so much, we've been talking about it for so much, and, and we just see stuff. Like, uh, let's try to get how many subscribers we have. <gasps> oh, this question. Another perpetual question. <laughs> uh, I see this all the time on yeah. Reddit. Yeah, it was. You actually had a fun little conversation over on Reddit with somebody about this last past week. Um, someone was asking about how to check how many subscribers they had, and uh, I thought that you did a good job of explaining. Uh, can I quote you here, SP, or would you like to quote yourself? No, please go ahead and you can okay. quote me. Uh, to add on to what slash you slash grit and hustle, which is a username on Reddit, said the number of subscribers is like Atlantis, the Holy Grail. Flight 19, MH370, Amelia Earhart, D.B. Cooper, and Noah's Ark all rolled into one. Everyone wants to find it, but it's just unobtainable to find out for sure. 
Uh, and then you had actually a, a big explanation about how you your best bet is kind of to use a a host provider that does uh, IAB certified statistics. But also you mentioned the tip that we dropped a long time ago, way, 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 way back in better podcasting proper about how we kind of keep track um, and we think is a good method to get a rough idea of what your subscribers were. And I was surprised to say that you did pay a million dollars to a podcast consultant. What? No, that wasn't your advice? No, 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 no. never mind. I was just looking at my stats saying they, most of the downloads come within two days. Now it tails off from there. You'd still get more downloads as it goes on. But after 48 hours, it is kind of insignificant. And if somebody subscribed, they're probably going to open up whatever program or app, or it's just going to be automatic, especially on mobile devices nowadays. So those are going to automatically download within the first two days. And I say two days because it depends on when you drop it to when somebody actually opens up their device. But usually if it's a smartphone, if it's a tablet, they're going to open the device in 48 hours. And that is a good indicator. It is not the number of subscribers, but it's a good indicator about how many subscribers. There's a few other indicators as well. It's not the sole thing, but there is no way to get the total amount of subscribers that you have. Even if a service like Apple Podcasts or Spotify tells you how many subscribers there are, I don't think you can believe it because it's on the subscriber end. It's not on the server end for the uh, directory. I thought I could figure that out with FeedBurner. Sure. Go ahead. There's there's a subscriber number right on Feedburner. Go ahead, use that. Sure. <laughs> Don't use Feedburner. That was a joke. That was a that was the low hanging fruit pot shot that I took at uh, at Feedburner. Uh, I'm surprised it's still a lot. It is still around today. You could probably still use it to redirect your podcast RSS feed. Yeah, and the other thing that's um I think interesting to consider is how split the metrics are are becoming. Like objectively. With all of the different places, it's hard to consolidate all of those. And we've even seen that with some of the hosting platforms is like they're still isolating Spotify separately and things like that. So it'd be like, you know what? I'm looking on Apple Podcasts to see how many subscribers that I've got. Wow, I got myself a hundred subscribers. And I've completely forgot about Spotify. And if I was to open Spotify, I'd see I have 400 subscribers over there, right? Like, you don't know. You you don't know. And it's hard to consolidate. And neither Apple Podcasts or Spotify have signed up to the IAB Podcast nope. Measurement Guidelines 2.0. They are not certified in that. So how can you tell about the unique listeners and the downloads and whatever that they give you? It, it's yeah. not certified. YouTube stats are the same way, by the way. They're mm -hmm. overinflated. So Absolutely. So uh, if you got any uh, thoughts on how you try to measure an approximate subscriber count, uh, let us know. But yeah, we, we look at the first 48 hours of the downloads. 72 if I publish at 11.59 on, <laughs> on a day. No, it's 48. It's 48. It's 48. It is not 72. <laughs> no, it's 48. Okay, here's here's something I wanna I wanna lay out right now. Uh, if you watched a little bit after this show here uh, two weeks ago, the Better Podcasting Live Chat, when we had finished recording, yeah, here's the thing: we go live, we record the show, 
And then there's a few minutes extra. That's a little bonus content for those who actually watched live. It's not long, but it's a little bit extra. Um, and I did a little test with XSplit uh, because I had just upgraded to XSplit 4.0. That's the video switching software that I use for this show. Because again, we have a full video companion for this and better podcasting prime. Um, and there was a new feature that they added in where I have the ability to do more than one video recording. So the way like OBS works and XSplit worked up to four is when you're recording, you're recording just one feed, what you are sending out to the internet or what you have decided to record locally. So like the split screen, I select when I, I want to show the split screen or I select when I show just SP and that's what I get. So the decision I make while I'm recording is what I get. And I had discovered in XSplit 4, they added the feature that you could record more than that. So like, for example, I'm recording what I just described, what I'm, what, which is what I'm choosing on the fly here. But I also can select recording a secondary recording of just myself and one of just SP and then the two together. So like if I am just on SP and I wanted to go and be like, oh, I should have shown my reaction because I was being hilarious because I am often hilarious. Uh, then I could go and I could go and I could fix that later in editing if I recorded all of them at one time. So essentially it makes me be more lazy during recording because I can just not care as much and then do a little bit of editing afterwards uh, if I wanted to record all of them at one time. Does it record the streams, the NDI streams, or does it record the scene? It records with... the scenes and I'm not doing, okay. I'm not doing NDI right now. So I know in the past I've talked about using NDI, but because of my new computer, I don't need to use NDI. So, so the way it works, just to expand on what SP says, is in Exploit, you've got a bunch of different scenes, which is what essentially the visual for what we want. So like there's the solo shot for me, which is me with the border and everything, the Better Podcasting border. There's SP with the Better Podcasting border. There's the two of us. There's the logo screen. I have all of these different scenes in XSplit. And so, yes, I'm selecting which scene that I want. And so I thought for better podcasting, uh, the last one that we did, episode 232, I would record all of them. And it was a lot, it was, it was a lot of video to store because there's like, I don't know, eight gigs each. But I, I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. So I, I decided to do it and I would just record them and see if I felt like editing some things a little bit differently to make the video version a little bit more polished than I did. I, I actually, there's a couple Ooh. spots. There's a couple spots that I uh, wanted to edit something that was said. And usually I'd have just done like a jump cut to, to, mm -hmm. to cause we, we've made it no secret. We prioritize the audio for these shows. The audio podcast is the priority. So if I have to make the audio sound good by making a video jump cut, then I do it. But I was able to hide a couple of those because of the fact that I had all of those there as well. I decided that I'd open us a little bit differently because if you've ever watched us record or watch the video show, you know that we usually start off with our little intro at the beginning uh, on the two person screen where you see both SP and I, and I did it a little bit differently because I thought let's, let's go back and forth. And so I did that. And, um, it was just a fun little way that I can make the video version a little bit more polished. I don't know that I'll do it long-term, but, um, I thought it was a good example of how it's better to have too much than not enough, um, in some regards. And especially with audio, uh, I don't, again, you have to make that decision. It's hard to justify 
a huge increase in video storage when you're not having a huge YouTube channel or your priority is audio. Like it's a massive increase in stuff I'd have to store because I am a pat rack or a uh, pack rat. Um, but, or at least until you publish the episode. But then I could never go edit it, re-edit it. No. How many times have you gone back and re-edited a video? I've pulled up files, uh, source files quite a bit when I've done different specials. Um, I find it's easier. Okay, okay. Yeah. specials. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I've so done. for you, I could see that. But for your average YouTuber, I, <sighs> I don't know, or vlogger, I don't know if they would. I, I would equate it if we're talking video and now we're going into video territory, um, and not would you make that, our... would you make that same point about a podcaster not keeping their source files? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I... it, it really depends on how, how much you want to go back. Now I have gone back to earlier stuff and I've wished I would have had separate tracks for the early stuff. And I don't. For a lot of the early stuff that I've done on Starling Tribune, Voices of Defiance, although most of the Voices of Defiance I have multiple tracks, and Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., the earlier stuff I simply do not have. And that makes going back to re-edit a nightmare. I did a special intro for the last Starling Tribune episode, and it entailed a lot of the intros from the past. And unfortunately, there was some of the background music mm. behind there, and I would have loved to have been able to separate it, and I wasn't able to. Which so, we might be able to do now with, with the uh, the RTX software. Oh, just to gate it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the RT maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for, from that perspective, yeah, I get you. And and if somebody is really into their video, that would be something. I will tell you the quality of the video that I do on Legends of Shield is just 720 through Streamyard right now, and it was really never that great with uh, Google Hangouts on YouTube Live or whatever you call it. I don't think that I would want to do that. If I had a production like this, it would be different. Yeah. So, anyways, I I enjoyed having that. We'll we'll see how much I actually use that. But I I thought it was it was good to have and something that, like, if you're recording a podcast and you're like, I want to cover a whole bunch of different topics in this episode, but I don't know that I want to keep them all. It's better to have the hmm. too much, right? Better to Here's have too much and edit it out. Yeah, here's something that Bang said in the chat. He said, would a highly compressed MP3 have been acceptable instead of a wave? And, and I would say for most of that stuff, yeah, because I'm overlaying it over music anyway at mm. the end. Not all the time, but I, I'm doing that. So if you take that analogy with video, though, would you take a highly compressed video over the you know, 4K RAW file? Yeah, no, I think that that's a fair way for people to manage storage. And I think that there are some video people that do actually ma manage their long-term storage in that way, where um, once it's published, they do um, run some compression on it and just keep it in a compressed state for, for future pulls. Um, so that sort of is one way to handle it. Uh, if I am going to keep doing this back and forth, I would probably be willing to um, have those backup recordings as a little more compressed than the primary one and just just to where like it's not noticeable as you go through unless you like really look at it but i could still i could still use it so i don't know it's definitely compressed we're back to compression so along the lines of the fact that you have a new computer 
and you use this new capability to record multiple streams, I don't know if a lot of computers out there that can handle it. I think you have to have a higher end gaming computer with a graphics card in order to do it. Matter of fact, I think my computer might not be able to do that. I'm fine doing what we do. I'm fine doing what I do on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. But if I stepped up my game, my four, five-year-old computer, I would have to get a new one yeah. in order to do that. I'd have to get a new processor. I'd have to get a new graphics card and I'd have to get more memory and faster memory than I have. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I, I definitely think that you would need a newer computer. I'm not sure where the limit would be because I wasn't taxing my system hard when I did that. So obviously that means that probably a processor or two lower than what I've got could could be. But um, I think as far as podcasters go, it, it's really the, the video equivalent of multi-tracking your audio. That's what I was doing. And so it was it was kind of fun to have, but I don't know that I see the long-term gain for what for what we do, other oh, than in, in scenarios like when we're having an interview. <laughs> an interview, I'll absolutely do it. I would love to have it every week on Legends of Shield. I, I would because the edits that I have to do on that are just outrageous for for what what I do. A uh, Liberty dude in the chat asked, "Is zipping a file still a thing?" And and yes, I've heard that people do zip files. We on the better podcasting circle of of shows which would include gonna geek legends of shield starling tribune we have stored our audio files at least in flack so flack is a more um, file friendly size file size friendly storage of uncompressed audio than wave is but it's still yeah. a lot bigger than an mp3 uh, but i know a lot of people out there do use uh, zip files and i ran into a conversation somewhere i'm trying to remember where it was and they were talking about file storage and having to buy cloud storage because a lot of these laptops that kids these days <laughs> get for college they only have like 500 gigabytes of storage on board and they're just made with the intention that you will use cloud storage so they're all talking about how much cloud storage that they have to buy what sort of cloud storage do they use uh, whether it's Dropbox, Google, um, Apple, you know, whatever they're using, they're using some sort of cloud uh, file storage. And I would say in a few years that that will be as much or more than really what you get on your computer, what you're able to get on like computers like yours and mine. Mm -hmm. But we're still not there yet. I don't know if I would want to go to complete cloud storage with my stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, just to give you an idea, I took last night's episode of the Official Gonna Geek show, and um, it's just to give you an idea on how already efficient formats can not always translate well for compression. Uh, it was 4.29, as I don't know why it's so small, but for the video file was 4.29 gigabytes. That was the MP4 file, and I zipped it to maximum using RAR. Take a guess of what it worked out to be. Uh, I want to say 800 megs. No, this the, it worked up to be 4.29 gigabytes. Oh. There was no no win. There was no win on it. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah. funny. So that two hour Legends of Shield, I re remember that file was 18 gigabytes. But I export it in. So it's only recorded in 720. But I export it in 4K, 60 frames or 30 pr frames per second because I'm playing a game with YouTube. YouTube mm. makes video sharper the higher quality it is. So it even is, though it's, it's only 720. So dumb. So yeah. dumb. 
I, I don't know why they do that. It frustrates me too. See, now <clears throat> Steven's mad again. Steven's Although mad. it does take forever for that to process. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's how I'm exporting or because the views aren't there. I don't get thousands of views, so they just don't prioritize it or whatever. But it usually takes half a day to get 4K out. It'll get 320 right away and, and possibly 480. To get to 1080 will take a few hours, but to get to 4K, it almost takes half a day. Yeah, it's a, I know that from when I uploaded drone videos for my personal private use, FYI, legal disclaimer. Um, to show your friends and family. Yep. Uh, hey, also one other thing that I wanted to mention right now, uh, on the last episode of the getting geek or the getting geek show, better podcasting, I mentioned that there is going to be a video on betterpodcasting.com about OBS Ninja. It's not up yet. I was, I took vacation time again last week and I tried to stay away from, tried to do family stuff and stay away from the computer as much as I could. And, and I was successful with that. So my apologies. I, I didn't get that together. I, it should be pretty easy for me to put together once I actually sit down. I think everybody will survive, at least for now, and we'll have to hit it again on the next Better Podcasting. Bangs in the chat is is on this thing about uh, hard drive storage, <laughs> saying, remember when 500 gigabytes was huge? And then he went back to say, my first hard drive was 40 megabytes, or yeah, 40 megabytes. And I think mine was 20, and then my second computer was like 40. It was just a couple of years apart in college. And yeah, that was that was some tough times back then when I started trying to store songs or uh, really for me, it was Fortran programs because <laughs> I was doing rocket science with the stuff. But yeah, th that limitation came up really quick. And I had uh, what were they called? The, not the tape drives, but the big zip drives. What were they called? Zip drives, zip I think drive, they were yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have the drive. I need to get rid of it. Oh, there was another there. There was also a spark drive. Did you ever hear the spark drive? I did. Yeah. My my ex-wife's computer had a tape backup drive. Oh, OK. So while I was going on there, I also rarred the file. So I had to mm -hmm. win rar and I did a rar a little bit better. I got four point two eight gigabytes. So so it's a good example because MP4 like if done properly, I, I, people are going to kill me for saying this. MP4 is a good, is like an efficient codec, but people are going to be like, Steven, MP4 is the container. But anyways, just because I don't want to get into that, MP4 is is a reasonable format, so you don't get a lot of gain from that, from compressing those. Yeah. And yes, and go ahead and come to Discord, betterpodcasting.com slash Discord, and say, say Steven, MP4 is the container. Just go ahead, do it. Well, Steven, I think that's my my supper is waiting for me. So okay. and I'm hungry. All right. Well, so. that's fine because I gotta I gotta run out anyways a little bit later. But if you want to check out the full better podcasting show, please do it at betterpodcasting.com. But we'd love if you'd come by the live recordings. We do generally record every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 8 p.m. Eastern over at geeks.live. If we're not recording the better podcasting live chat, this show. Uh, we're recording the other one, Better Podcasting Prime. This one here, as as we've said many times, it's like you hear, it's raw, it's real. We're just talking podcasting. It's really a moment for SP to get his Steven fixation because he needs that. He needs his Steven fixation. 
That's why we've never met is because I totally do not need a fixation of you at all. Keep you at country's length. That's right. Yes, we, we've never talked face to face, but I do know you smell terrific. So for episode number... <laughs> SP's sniffing himself, by the way. But for episode number 13 of Better, 15. 15 15. Of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, I lost the document. I'm sorry. I'm SP saying, I hope you guys are doing well. Come back in two weeks. Ask us some questions. We're here for you. Bye. See you guys later. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.